Fantasy Focus Football. It is Wednesday, September 6th. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by Mike Clay and Field Jays. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico see all the ways that you could save. Mm. Guys, I had two fantasy drafts last night. We At brag? the same time, mm. I gotta tell you, they might have been the two worst drafts I've had all draft season. Guaranteed titles, then. That's how That's it's how gonna it works, work. That's right? how it works. See, what happens is we get so excited for all these like young prospects totally. and the next big thing. And then when we're normally drafting, we try to reach for them. We oh, want yeah. to get them, right? Oh, we did that in the focus draft, yeah, right? We did. Jackson kept taking all them guys, and you guys were furious about it. I hated Jackson. Yeah, yeah, you were really mad about that. But what happens is sometimes everyone else is grabbing those guys, and you're just like, all right, I'll take Chris Godwin, or I'll take Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Right. And then next thing you know, you got a league championship. Championship roster. Uh, I feel like you kind of buried the lead today. Uh-oh. Is, does anybody else find it weird? Like, you know, okay, football season, we're all excited about it. It is a long off season. Uh which to me would suggest that Mike would have had plenty of time over the past seven months to go do things that are not work. Mm-hmm. And yet for the past 10 days, have we seen you on the show once? Not once. Like, yeah, what I was have, it like? Been here was, for a it, while. was it nice to be on the beach? Was it, that nice? It, Did you consider nice. asking Daniel and I if we wanted to join? Honestly, <laughs> since I was off for so long, I thought like the show would be canceled since I wasn't oh, here. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it came perilously fair. close <laughs> to being canceled. So congratulations <laughs> yes. to but you I'm back now. I'm here on to save almost summer reading the show. I'm back. I'm back. I brought my my herd shirt. I wasn't here Friday, so I couldn't wear my uh, my college shirt. So mm-hmm. heard. college. So oh wait, um, oh, that's right. You went to Marshall. That's right. You went. I did not go to Marshall, but oh, I'm a big oh. Chad Pennington fan. So oh, they don't okay, actually gotcha. make Kutztown shirts for some yeah, reason. Like, uh, well, where where do we get these from? Who are we who are we promoting here? Is that homage? Marshall. Yeah, Marshall. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, okay. They didn't have Kutztown <laughs> merchandise for some reason, which is weird because. I mean, Drum Cap's kind of putting them on the map right he now. He has been. Right? Plus, Craig Reynolds re-signed Craig Reynolds. to the Lions' 53-man roster That's recently. That's right. Andre yeah. Reed forever. Lions. Yeah, Always. exactly. So that was that was something else. I thought you were going to say the lead was that UFOs exist. No, we've known okay, that for a while. Like, yeah, I was going to say, where I, have you been for I the know, last 20 but, years? I, but, but, now, but now it's Aaron Rodgers approved. Like, Aaron Rodgers has, oh, had, yeah, sure. on last night on Hard Knocks, talked that he saw one. Him and a group of people saw yeah. one. I don't know why he didn't make a big deal of big deal of it back then yeah. why there's any footage of it but he saw one can we acknowledge that and Aaron Rodgers when his, when his football days are over and usually players once they're past their playing days can be a little more like unrefined they can be their more authentic self right Aaron Rodgers is going to have a fascinating post playing mm-hmm. career in terms yes. of like the stuff that we learn about him and like the media appearances that he makes or does not make can't wait for that. Well, I can wait for that because I want him to continue to play and play at a high level. I think he said it was like his first time in New York after, you know, he was, I guess he was in California. Right. And then he was in green Bay for all that time. Do you think he just like got to New York the first time and just saw like a tall building? It was just like, there it is. Gotta be That's the only thing that can yes, be. Yes. That's what happened. I think that's, that's so happened. good. All right. We got a lot of stuff we're going to dive into on the show today bunch of news we're going to get into plus we're talking week one rankings hey finally wow. we're talking how week one is going to impact us as fantasy managers really excited about that going to dive into all the positions but first and foremost yeah biggest part piece of news we got done with the show yesterday and as always happens mm. news broke we got news that travis kelsey unfortunately hyperextended his knee at practice yesterday it looks like his ACL is intact. We love to hear that. That's always a positive thing. We're waiting to get a little bit more news today. Field, there's a couple of questions here. Okay. One, if you are, there are still people that are drafting. I know we're talking about week one, but if you are drafting right now, you got a draft tonight or you're drafting tomorrow before the game. 
How would you change your approach, if at all, to Travis Kelsey with this news, knowing we haven't had the update we're looking for yet? Oh, you're definitely changing your approach. Now, I think there's a chance that by the time people draft tonight, and let's call the start of draft tonight 7 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. Yep, I, I, that's pick fair. A, pick an hour. Let's call it 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Chiefs will have already submitted their week one game status report, which will tell us whether he's off the injury report and going to play, which seems extremely far-fetched. Will he be questionable? Will he be doubtful? I think there's a chance that he could be listed as doubtful for tomorrow night, even though his brother, Jason, did go on the radio this morning in Philadelphia and say, like, I think there is a chance that Travis plays. Basically, it sounds like he's got swelling and a bone bruise. Mm -hmm. That swelling could go down in an hour. It could go down over the course of a week or two. So it doesn't seem like Travis Kelsey is bound to miss the first four weeks of the season. But if he misses the first one to two weeks of the season... It's not that I am moving down Travis Kelsey from tight end one for the year. It's that I'm moving him down from like the fifth overall player on your big board to maybe like 13th, 14th, 15th, because maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends probably on league size, right? Mm -hmm. I've only got one league draft left. It's a 16 team league tonight. Mm -hmm. And for me, I can't justify using my first round pick on Travis Kelsey. If we find out by later on today that he is unlikely to play tomorrow night Mm -hmm. because every week counts so much in a 16 16 team. Now, if you're in a 10 team league, then I think it maybe is justifiable. If you're at the back end of round one, maybe he's more like player nine or 10, but there is definitely a discount because if we go into tomorrow night with uncertainty surrounding his status, the door is then also open for week two being an issue for Travis Kelsey. I tend to agree. Move him down a couple spots in my rankings, maybe, but that's it. I mean, he's still the best tight end by far. Yeah. We don't expect this to be more than a, a one game injury. And look, six, uh, what do they play? 17 games now, 16, you know, 16 games of Travis Kelsey instead of 17. It's still it's pretty still, good. It's still going to pay off a top five. <laughs> Say, if you use sure. his uh, his numbers from last year, which can be a little mm-hmm. faulty, but if you were to just go back to last season and take away Travis Kelsey's per game average for five full games played, he still would have been tight end one mm-hmm. by a fairly reasonable margin over every other player at the position. It's not that he is no longer the best tight end in fantasy. It's that if you are choosing between Travis Kelsey and let's say Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams in the first round and you're playing in a deeper league and you need the security of 17 weeks on paper of that player, you can go that way as opposed to Kelsey in round one. Yeah, I think if you took away his three best games last year, he'd probably still be number one. Yes. Right? Probably all around yeah. 25, 30 points. Yeah. Probably still be the top scoring. Tight a lot. It was over a hundred points difference yeah, was, between yeah. he and TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. last season. Travis Kelsey has not missed a game due to injury since his rookie season in 2013. The By consistency the is unreal. It's in off this the charts. Game. And yeah. a reminder that like at the beginning of his career, he has this major knee injury mm-hmm. after like one game played, which he had zero catches. And people are wondering like, what is this player ever going to become in the NFL? Can he even stay healthy? Here we are a decade later, and he's one of the most dominant players ever at the position. So you're looking, my, you're, looking, you're looking at Daniel. Very, no, I, he missed a game in 2021. What was that? He did. It was COVID-19. It was COVID. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, was, yeah. it, was it COVID or was it that he, end of the season, they just, they were, they had, they were it was clinched. Tw- it, it, no, that would have been week, no, it was week 16 of 2021. So I and everyone else played. So I can tell you exactly what it yeah, was. I was going to get into this once we got into kind of like what he, to expect if he's out sort yeah. of analysis. He's but, missed yeah. three games since 2014, twice resting the final week of the season in 2017 and 2020, and he missed a week 16 game in 2021 mm-hmm. because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. So, so here's my question then. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the other part. Of let's this say thing. if, yeah. okay, so now let's say you've already drafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Travis Kelsey on his roster. You find out that Travis Kelsey is not going to play. We know what to do there. You're going to throw him on IR. You're going to go out. You're going to find another tight end, right? Yeah. Best, let's say that guy. he does play. Let's say that they, that the, the, the chiefs say Travis Kelsey is going to be out there week one. You just used a 
fifth overall pick on this guy. Start him. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think that. You know, I don't think you need to think that through, right? Yeah, it's just even like if, he, if he's even there, if he he's there. Play even if he plays fifty percent of his usual snaps, they're probably pass routes, right? He's probably still going to see six to eight targets. Probably, yeah, if he probably going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Good chance to score a touchdown. If he plays, you play him. There's, right. no, that's there's not no even, one else that you're looking at. No. I, I still rank him first. I think. I think but, so too. Put him behind. I mean, it's a better bet no. to have you know a touchdown and also, than like, him. And even like Mark Andrews, not fully healthy. George Kittle, like yeah. those guys that not you know second. Kelsey, yeah. If he if he's active, you start him. I think we should ask this question then. If he's out, is the best option that you're looking towards somebody on the Chiefs or is it somebody else on waivers? Because there are a number of tight ends that will be on waivers for week one because most people are only carrying one on their roster. And Noah Gray is probably the name you need to know amongst the Chiefs backup tight ends who will probably play, I'll call it a starter role. Mm-hmm. I would tend to think though that there are other players and Gray could certainly score a touchdown because it's Patrick Mahomes and it's the Chiefs. Uh, but there are other players that I think are probably available on waivers that might have a better case for week one. Yeah, I'll probably rank Gray as a mid to back end tight end two. Yeah. So you could probably do better unless you're in one of those 16 team leagues. Yep. Uh, I look back at that game, week 16, 2021, uh, Chiefs tight ends, and it's the same depth chart. It was Kelsey, Gray, yep. and Blake Bell. It's the same, same situation yeah. right now. Bell actually left and came back to the team since then. Noah Gray played 72% of the snaps, only at two targets. Yeah. Blake Bell played 37%, had one target. They just didn't really, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't really throw it to them. And if you're wondering, the other part of this is, how much do we downgrade this offense? Should we be concerned? Uh, well, when Kelsey was out in that game, you know, big, big problems for that Chiefs offense against a really good Steelers defense. They only won 36 to 10. Oh, you know? wow. So rough one okay. at the office for sure. Big Byron yeah. Pringle So game. still starting Patrick Mahomes. We're still fine with all <laughs> this. I tweeted yeah. this yesterday. Yeah, we're not moving Mahomes at all. Here. I know. I tweeted this yesterday and it was great. Like I like when, you know, the majority of people get to the joke and then like the 20% who don't mm-hmm. chime in a lot. And so what I said yesterday on Twitter, yeah, I mean, they just, That's, they, they can't they incessantly said yeah. if Travis Kelsey's out on Thursday, the chiefs top pass catchers will be some likely some order of Kadarius, Tony Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez, Gantling, Noah Gray, and Jarek McKinnon. Given the lack of top tier pass catchers, Patrick Mahomes is now projected for only 337 yards and two touchdowns, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> three touchdowns, excuse me. And people, dude, yeah, way to go on the limb, man. The patch Mahomes <laughs> is still sweet, bro. I'm like, thank you for that, by the way. For the record, uh, I really like fields like California surfer. Yeah, really I don't I'm know why I chose that voice of all the things that to choose. pretty good, though. It reminded me of Californians on SNL. Yeah, oh, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, We got to go here. Any, anything else on the Travis Kelsey thing before we move on? Because after once we wrap this up, I want to get to something that I will not miss whatsoever once the football season begins. But anything else on Travis Kelsey before we move on? Nope, I think we're good. I okay. think if he I'm plays, good. start him. If he doesn't, it's Daniel. Grab grab your Daniel talked about this a while ago. Daniel I, jinxed Travis Kelsey. You I had made that one that. comment, like whatever it was, a week ago. I did. And there are some, some, not all, but some who are saying that maybe you need to be banned from the show I've for heard that. however long Travis Kelsey is out. You're not allowed on the show. I thought about that after this happened, and yeah. I was like, dang it. I feel very responsible talking yeah. about how he's been so healthy over his career, which is so unreal. Mm. Like, that's been one of the things. Yeah. I I am hopeful, regardless of the fact that they're playing the Lions, and I'm hoping for a Lions victory week one. Mm-hmm. Fantasy in the game is just more fun when Travis Kelsey's a part mm-hmm. of it. I want the guy to be healthy and to be out there on the field because it's just so much more fun with that. So I feel bad if I did any of this. I want to reverse all my mojo field. I want to take it all back. I'm sorry about you it. See him? He's he's trying to be slick right now. Like yeah, you know the game is better when Travis Kelsey is on the field, except for the fact that the Lions. Except for hey, guess what? One and zero is one and zero. That's all I'm you saying. Know, like, come on, dude. come on, come on. <laughs> all right, let's move ahead. We're going to talk about a couple more injuries real quickly. Cooper Cup. Wait, hold on. What was your thing? 
I think that was your thing. Oh, I thought that was the thing. My one thing that I will absolutely not miss once the season begins. And if there are people that are guilty of this, that are listening to this show, I don't feel bad at all. August is the month more so than any other month of the entire year. Yep. Where I hear from people that I literally haven't heard from since the prior August. I just got one of these texts. Field, man, it's been so long. I hope you and your family are doing well. Your kids are adorable. Seems like all is well. By the way, I just have one fantasy question. I checked my last text from them. Hey, Field, hope all is well. <laughs> You're doing well. Family should be great. Hope summer's oh, great. So good. I just have one fantasy question. And I'm like, we don't talk for 12 months. Do not come ask me for your one fantasy question in August. Listen to the podcast. Check the rankings. I don't know. Go tweet at Mike and Daniel. Maybe they're nicer than I am. It just, it never fails every mm-hmm. year. It's like, That's and true. I'm not talking, it's one thing if it's like a close friend of mine who's got, you know, three kids and, you know, works a full-time job, but we just, we don't talk that often, but we stay in touch in some way, shape or form. I'm talking about people that I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't have your number saved. I really can't believe fields thrown me into the bus like this in front of national. This is terrible. (laughs) All right. So what you need to do, if you're one of those people and you're watching, so like in week four, be like, just check in on field, ask him a sit star question. That's right. Just just communicate more. That's it. That's what we're looking for. A little more communication. I I do this. Like, I, I feel like I do the inverse of this. Like I know that like, I can't go to sources only when I need something from them. Mm. So there are times where I'll just throw like a random softball at them. Just like, hey, great win yesterday or something. Meanwhile, it's like, you know, a source at Alabama after they beat like, you know, like East Directional State University 94 to 12. <laughs> and you're like, great win, like program building win, you know, just like huge for recruiting. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. exposing himself right now? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're just basically <laughs> saying that's all fake. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fake. I'm just no. texting these guys so they give me info when the time comes. No, yeah. it's just, you can't only ask them for info. That's the whole point. It's a give and take. What it's called mean? a relationship. Really care about these people. Love is give and take. That's, that's right. That's Love right. is give and take. That's <laughs> it. All right. Let's move ahead. We'll talk about Cooper Cup now. But you guys get that too, just for the record. 100% right? get that. Oh my God. It's hilarious though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matthew texted me the other day asking me a bunch of draft <laughs> stuff. It was tough. All right. So Cooper Cup, obviously Cooper Cup has been dealing with his hamstring issue, right? We've been waiting to be able to find out a little bit more. When are we going to know whether he can play week one or not? Feel that kind of gets the sense. Uh, we have no updates since yesterday. Uh, there's no updates. Yeah. I still get the sense that like we're trending in that direction, though. If you're a fantasy manager, I'm at least making preparations to potentially not be without Cooper. Mm-hmm. To be without I Cooper am not Cup. taking Cooper Cup. Uh, maybe this would be a little bit different depending on league size, but like no sooner than pick 20 for Cooper Cup mm-hmm. with me, and it might be later than that. Every day that goes by with less... Uh, without certainty, without them further and further down my board. Yep, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I've done you know a couple drafts the past few days too. Late flyer on Van Jefferson. Maybe could it be a short term flex option. He was top fifty in points per game last year. And you think yeah. about, it, especially in deeper leagues, if you start three receivers in a flex, that's what forty eight players. Yeah. And if cups out, you could be talking about him as you know if he had seven targets in week one and was wide receiver twenty one in fantasy points. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So he is a viable fill in for Cup. I mean, you're not. In, great spot if that happens but yeah. you need somebody and he's not the worst option also tyler higby speaking of if there's no kelsey he's you're in a shower league yeah. so and higby's on waivers that's a guy i was just gonna say that if there was one guy that i wanted to suggest it would be tyler higby he's only available in 17 percent of leagues oh, so, really? okay. so it's he's rostered wow. in I'm a lot of yeah, places yeah, a wow. big point of emphasis for the show this year at least in my estimation is i'm not going to be looking for players only available in like 50 percent or more of leagues that's one piece of feedback that i seem to get 
pretty frequently. It's like you're talking about a guy who's available in 60% of leagues. Like, I'm in a highly competitive league. He's not I don't care about those players. I'm talking about players that are maybe like 30% available. Mm -hmm. So a mental note, this is my pledge to the audience that like we're going to try to look for the players that might be available in fewer leagues than more leagues just because we know that a big part of our audience is a little bit more hardcore. Like Sean Tucker, available in 99%. I saw you got some feedback this morning from the masses. People are mad about that. Not efficient. Why why are they mad about you giving out a player that's not being drafted that like might do something? They're they're mad mad because I said he said his, he was not yeah, efficient. his collegiate, uh, collegiate efficiency wasn't great. And that's just you know the what? truth. 32 teams seem to agree. He went wow. undrafted. I mean, wow. you know, he's a was a part of it. Yeah. Um, however, still, is, he wasn't. You he, haven't acknowledged great. this. I don't have you baked this into your projections. He is elite on Twitter. Uh, is that right? Elite. Oh, he might be coming for Our me. Our producer, I already Jackson Agello. <laughs> Bucks running backs are going to be coming for oh, me. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, no, <laughs> good point. Have you checked your Twitter DMs recently? Oh, you might want to oh, shut it down. Maybe, maybe that's one of his burners. The guy's that's coming out here is. as burner accounts. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah, look, uh, I, and I said, like, he, you should be taking him late in the draft, and I'm just getting transferred, like, that I'm a hater or something. I mean, You should facts. do what the I mean, Bucks wouldn't even do. Use a draft pick on Sean Oh, Tucker. there you go. I'll tell you what. 16-team league, would you take a shot on a guy like Sean? Sean Tucker? I'm in the yes. Worm League, 16 team leagues. I'm I'll telling shout you, on anybody. Marshawn Lynch will be drafted tonight. I promise you. Like, I promise you, everybody will be taken tonight. It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. All right. We got one last bit of news here, and that is George Kittle dealing with an adductor injury. Yeah. Don't know what an adductor is. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was hoping Stefania was going to be here because yeah. I don't think Mike knows what it is either. Yeah. You do not it's have a body part. It is a body part. Yes. Uh, but it puts him in peril for week one. It does. And for the 49ers, it just feels like every year we're doing this, right? It's week one, and it's like, which star player is iffy to be It was him last year. It was him last year. He missed the first two weeks. And, you know, George Kittle, this, the problem, uh, it's, it's not ideal when you have a player who's very, very talented, who's unavailable. The 49ers will still be fine. They're a very talented and deep offense. Pretty good. But when we're talking about potentially two of the top tight ends being out, and we already acknowledged it's hard to find replacements in the first place. You're going to have some competition. So if you are the Travis Kelsey manager or the George Kittle manager right now, make the move. Like drop the end of bench player right now before we get any further updates on Kittle or Kelsey, because if the person who has the other tight end is being patient, they're going to all of a sudden become competition. Not that I like to be the guy that always like, you know, just groans about your own league. But have you guys noticed that in our dynasty league, our, 12 team guys, I think my two tight ends are Kittle and Kelsey. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah, it's, 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 we got three flex spots, so it's not uncommon uh-huh. for you to play two tight ends. That's so uh, so I, I think I might, might have Mark Bavaro in the flex spot this weekend if those guys aren't available. Yeah. And, uh, and also, much like Kansas City, not really going to grab any other Niners tight ends. Mm. Last year in those two <clears> games <throat> we talked about, weeks one and two, seven total targets yeah. between Is all of Ross their tight Dwelly? ends. Yes. Yeah, Ross Cameron Dwelly, Latu. Charlie Warner, what Latu's on IR. They, yeah, he's Latu. Brady Willis was a seventh rounder. What do they yeah. do with these third-round yeah. picks in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. They have that, they Latu? make so many uh, good picks in the non-first round, and then they have so many third-round picks that you're just like, wait, what? Jake Moody it? and Cameron Latu? And, uh, Terry and Davis Price last year? Yeah. third-rounder? Yeah. You're talking about potentially dropping a guy at the end of your bench. I was thinking that same thing. If you have gone through drafts right now and you didn't Sorry. grab a kicker or you grabbed a kicker but like who cares it's a kicker if you've got travis kelsey or george kittle drop that kicker yeah. go grab somebody else before drop someone else kick. get a chance to be able to, to grab someone oh, else. i do that all the time Some, all the time i know I that's a ton of my teams do. don't even have kickers right now i just uh you know you don't even need injuries for that to happen you're just like i want to go out and potentially find another player that's that- the first thing i do on wafer week uh-huh. i just drop the kicker or that's the first drop you know i'd rather have a you know a 
insurance running back sitting there on my bench all week in case you don't get nervous about the karma there no like that the kicker that you dropped is going to go brett maher when he had like seven field Mm. goals and six of them were over 50 yards because it's just as likely that the guy i end up picking up will do the same thing does does anybody else think that mike clay is just way too like reasonable sometimes yeah karma is made up I don't think he's wow. reasonable. I think he hates everybody's favorite team. I think it's That's one true. or the other. That, that part is true. Is true. And so, Bucks running backs. Yeah. Yeah. And the Eagles especially. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're going to come Biased back. against the Eagles. We got a lot of week ones hey, ranking talk in front of us. But fun. first, Field, let's talk about Geico. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Mike would. Of course you guys would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. With the NFL season right around the corner, nonstop football action is in sight. And you can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Nobody's missing out in the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Life is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff. Use code FFF to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL bet only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code FFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co for slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Field, did I see that you were on part of my take? I was, yes. That was the thing that I mentioned last week that you'd find out by uh, the beginning of this week. So go check out part of my take. You probably already have. I saw, I just, I was looking on Twitter. I got Mike blocked, so I didn't see any of this stuff yeah, that you did. Yeah. But like, I mm-hmm. saw that you were like, I was, it was exciting, man. You know Week what? one diving in. It's just, a, you know, these guys, listen, I don't want to come across as uh, just trying to be like, um, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a butt kisser here, but what they have accomplished and what they do and the level that they bring every single show is unparalleled. They're the best for a reason. It was great being on there, talking shop with them. And uh, if you want to get ready for the football season, check out the show from uh, Tuesday, yesterday, because they pushed by one day with the uh, Labor Day on Monday. So uh, great, right. great, 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 great opportunity. And I uh, love hearing those guys talk football. Heck Always yeah. fun. Field Jays, Mike Clay, Daniel Dapp here on Fantasy Focus talking week one rankings. Let's dive in with the quarterbacks. Can I make one comment? before we start you can make I do think many. it's like important at the beginning of the season that like I think at least this is my take on certain players is like when I'm looking at my lineup as it pertains to lineup decisions mm-hmm. there are certain players that I made an investment in and I'm excluding kickers and defense in this conversation where like they're going to be in my week one lineup and I'm going to ride the wave mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season no matter what I don't want people to interpret our week one t- uh, rankings discussions is like an overthinking process. It's just, there are guys that even if we're a little down on them this week compared to where we normally would be, you're still going to play them because you've invested in them pretty reasonably or pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. I just want to make that clear from the jump that like we may have some questions, 
but we may also still very well be playing those players in week one. Yeah, I agree. I think the best example of that is a guy we're about to talk about here shortly in quarterbacks, Justin Herbert. Yep. So we'll get to that totally in a second, agree. but I, I agree with you and I'll make that case further once we get to yep. him. Let's do it. All right. So he was it, just a player ahead of mine. So <laughs> that's funny. My Boom. average mind thinks Boom. with Mike's great mind every once in a while. I, that's funny. I was literally, and I'm not trying to like just join the bandwagon. That's how I was going to lead into it. Is sometimes our season long rankings are different than our weekly rankings. Yeah, but you know what, guys? We're all on the same page here. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Let's rip through Biggest this. Biggest off-season storyline of the season. What's he, going on? He saw that. He saw that UFO. Oh, the, right right on your shirt. specific right. UFO. I thought you wore that from Lake St. Daniel. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' biggest off-season story, moving from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets. We've been waiting to see what he looks like. A lot of hype, especially with hard knocks. Guess what? He plays on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Mike. Are you starting Aaron Rodgers nope. week one, Monday night against the Bills? Nope. I'm very uh, concerned that, yeah, look, if you watch Hard Knocks any year, it's hard not to be hyped for the team. Of course. And o- oftentimes I'm like, man, am I too low on the Jets or am I too low on the line? And I'm like, you know what? All 32 teams are doing this right That's now. Right. The coach is firing course, up all 30 teams. All the course, players are yeah. motivated. Like all team, you have to always remind yourself of that. Uh, but look, they're playing the Bills. Yeah. They're playing. Aaron Rodgers is coming off a season that was rough. Yep. He had no 20 plus fantasy point games. We've been through this all offseason. Not going to add a lot with his legs, and he's playing one of the best defenses. And again, I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit about defenses throughout today. Yep, we're not going to get too caught up. We don't have any 2023 data. You don't want to use past years too strongly with analysis. But it is Sean McDermott. Yeah, it is a really good Bills defense. They've been no worse than third in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks four of the last five seasons, including the last two. They've had a lot of injuries during that, including no Tre'Davious White most of last season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he was ever 100. percent He's back and ready to roll. It's it's a really tough matchup, no matter which way you look at it. Rodgers was not drafted to be a starter in most leagues. Right. I'm not going to upgrade him to be a starter just because there's good vibes in New York yep. against this really tough match. That's the point that I think is important to make, is that I don't think a lot of people in a 10-team league were walking away with Aaron Rodgers as their only quarterback or mm-hmm. as their unquestioned starting quarterback. So there right. are other ways to pivot this week if you have Aaron Rodgers on your roster. And if you do, it's most likely that he's your quarterback too, or you're playing in a really deep league in which... In a 16-team league, as quarterback 18, fine. Borderline yes. starter, yeah. but maybe there is a streaming option, perhaps the player that we'll talk about next, who could be a better option for him. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, Geno Smith last year was drafted as quarterback 33, finishes QB5. All right, I, we got to play a game here, though. All right, let's go ahead. Okay. Actually, no, you know, do a little more, and then I'll, I'll play, start the game. Mike, I want to ask you this question. How many quarterbacks have not had a single top 10 season until they were 30 years old within mm. their NFL career? And then how do we project that forward to know what they're going to do that following season? Geno literally... Broke the mold as a fantasy quarterback last year. Now we're trying to project ahead to figure out, is he going to do it again? Or was that more of an aberration? Comeback player of the year. He came back mm-hmm. from never having from been never a top 10 quarterback. Yes, yes. From being a draft bust. Is yeah. that what we call it? He came back from that. It really was a long time, too. I mean, yeah. he, barely, he played a handful of snaps prior to... What was it 2021? He had a couple games subbing in for Russell Wilson. Before that, he had like what 20 pass attempts over like six seasons. Remember the Seahawks were like the first team to only carry two quarterbacks for a while because it was like Russ never gets hurt. Yeah. So we're just going to go with the economic play at backup quarterback. They just kept re-signing Geno Smith to like basically the same mm-hmm. contract every year. Turns out that was a good idea. Yeah, it worked out. I mean, it worked out for everybody. Here's the game we're going to play, though, here, because the season-long outlook is part of it, but the week one outlook is the most important part here. Let's Mm -hmm. play a little game here. Yep. Okay. Name a Rams defensive player. Go, Mike, you're first. Aaron Donald. Okay, Daniel. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to play Akella Witherspoon. 
Yeah, uh, Weatherford's a good one. Yeah, he's probably he's gonna be our top from corner. From their, they just yeah, signed signed from this yeah. from the Steelers offseason. You got any more, Mike? Yeah, John Johnson, David okay. Long. Oh, he's in the Dolphins now. Yeah. Okay, that's the point though, and I'm not trying to like this is not trying to be embarrassing to anybody. It's the just the fact that Mike has said it ten thousand times this offseason. It's the worst defense he's evaluated, despite the fact that they have a player who will probably go down as one of the three greatest defensive players of all time in Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's wild. They have. I was looking at this last night because I actually listed some guys I was going to mention. They're going to play substantial snaps in this game, who most people would not have heard of. Uh, but one of my takeaways looking at their, you know, their 53 is if you look at all their defensive players, they have one defensive player drafted in the first or second round on their defensive depth. That's chart. obviously Donald. It's Aaron Donald. That one. Everybody else. And it's is not all draft pedigree. It's not all yeah. about that. But it's not like there's a bunch of standouts otherwise. Yeah. Right. Ernest Jones is probably the next best. John Johnson has played well and with, with Sean McVay, like but he one has a year, like yeah. $1 million contract at the, I, I, that's the entire it, season I, unsigned. It's, yeah. It is the worst defense defense I've seen on paper in a long time going into week one. So yeah. it's going to be a, a heck of a coaching job for McVay to okay, get this so team to win games this year. If it's the worst defense right now in week one, is this a defense that you're like, you probably didn't draft mm-hmm. Geno Smith as a starter, or if you did, you just punted on the quarterback position. But like, if you did, you're starting him this week against the Rams, right? I think yeah. I, did you guys see more uh, teams drafting two quarterbacks this year than normal? Yes, in fantasy, at least I did. Yes. In fantasy, and I think as a result of that, there are a lot of people that do have Geno on their roster. So I've got him as quarterback eight this week, Mike. Yep, I'm at seven, and uh, it's gonna be a good DFS play. Yep. He's a great streamer. I think we're gonna be picking on this Rams defense all year. Maybe they'll surprise me. They'll play a lot of cover two and just keep everything in front of them, and they won't be. You know, a team that we could pick on as well as we thought. Like, for example, last year, like Houston barely gave up anything to receivers. They gave like six touchdowns. It could happen, but I think we're going to be picking on them a lot. And I would do it right out of the gate. I think Gino is a great streamer. Field, you've got 17 quarterbacks that are rostered in more than 15, more than 50, excuse me, more than 60% of leagues. So I feel like if you, you, there's definitely, it feels like a movement of, we're grabbing some second quarterbacks in some of these leagues. And that's interesting, too, because a lot of why the roster ship numbers are funky is because there's a lot of smaller leagues at ESPN, right? Sure. So four, six, eight team leagues. So the fact that they're still that high tells you a lot of teams are. Four, you, there's six. a lot of four, six, four team leagues. Can you do four team leagues? I don't know. Maybe that's too low, but 16. Can you no, play you your daughters and your you wife? Can. No, you can, 14 do, yeah, leagues. You can yeah. definitely do four team leagues. I have one. I have a four team league where I just test all of our because I do all the projections so it has all the categories like, oh, so okay, gotcha okay, I almost right. invited you guys you to that that this year and yeah. play, to play it out so we can mess with first downs a little bit because we have first down scoring Wait, no joke we need to do that maybe, like, maybe league? between now we need to do a four team league that would be hilarious I got time for one awesome. more draft you'd be winning with your matchup it's like you know 297 to 291 yeah, because like, it's like your yeah. starters are literally like Mahomes and healthy Kelsey uh, and Justin Jefferson My, and Austin Eckler yeah your flex is like a scrub named Garrett Wilson yeah. or someone like that yeah. you know what I mean like all right, I'm in on that be. 14 be on waivers yeah. all right but like we should make it extremely high stakes <laughs> like just something that's like completely are like ridiculous fields already in on a back tattoo in case he loses really poor this year. Are you thinking about maybe any tattoo? No, bets? I'm not. No, no, no I'm no, not. No. That was very definitive. No, I'm not. No, no. I'm not doing that. Mike likes his marriage. Yeah, apparently yeah. that's how that works. Uh, all right. We got one more field. Jays, Mike Clay, Daniel Dobb talking week one quarterback rankings. And this is the player that we led into this conversation mm-hmm. with Justin Herbert. We all ranked him coming into this season as a top 10 quarterback, someone that we like season long, but now here week one field Yates, 
They draw the Miami Dolphins, and this defense is no joke. They won't have Jalen Ramsey. That's correct. But this defense is still no joke with Justin Herbert taking on Miami. Week yeah. one, how are you looking at it? I've got him as quarterback 11. The Dolphins mm-hmm. punched way below their weight last year in terms of personnel. The personnel with Jalen Ramsey obviously would have been much better this year. Mike was talking about how maybe the Rams, maybe what they'll do is just play cover two and keep everything in front of them. Vic Fangio is the king of keeping everything in front of him on defense. He just does not allow you to generate big plays in the passing game. He'd rather you sort of manufacture drives than quick strike. So um, I'm still going to, if I have Justin Herbert as my starting quarterback and I drafted just one quarterback, I'm not going out and adding another player to replace Justin Herbert, but I'm tempering expectations. If there is a slow start to the Justin Herbert, Kellen Moore era in week one would not totally surprise me, Mike. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. I, he actually projects a little bit lower than this. So if you check out the fantasy playbook, which is the whole thing's going to come out on Thursdays uh, this season, you'll actually see Tua in the same game projected a little higher, yeah. but I'm ranking Herbert higher because I think Miami has an elite defense. We don't know that for sure. sure. We haven't seen it on the field just yet. Uh, so I am hedging a little bit on that for that reason, right? Herbert is going to throw the ball a ton. We know this is going to be an extremely pass-heavy offense. He's going to throw it. There's no Ramsey. Maybe Miami isn't as dominant as we expect them to be. So I am hedging a little bit if I have Herbert. Again, I have him QB 11 as well. I'm going to fire him up. I will say this, though, about Miami. They did allow the second most fantasy points of quarterbacks last year. A lot of that was just a few games. Uh, after right, Lamar after early, yeah, Lamar early, uh, Josh Allen crushed them. Yep. Uh, when Nick Chubb or uh, Nick Chubb, but Bradley Chubb got there, they had that really bad game against Justin Fields. Remember that huge like rushing game? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, the only 20 point games they allowed the rest of the season were Josh Allen. One of them was in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that they were starting to go the right direction. That young front seven they built up has, is coming around. Yeah. They're going to have a full season of Chubb here. They added long at linebacker. I'm really confident in that defense. That's why I'm dropping him up. I'm not going to use him in DFS this week unless right. I'm in a tournament setting. But uh, season long, I think you drafted him to be your starter and you should roll with him and make one. This is that scenario where even though he's outside our quote unquote top 10, you're still rolling in with him as a starter for week one. I'm not mm-hmm. going to grab someone else to be able to start in place of him. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers mm-hmm. here. Mike Stefan Diggs. This is all you, Mike, because I was the one that wanted to bring this up for your purposes yeah okay. Stefan Diggs oh. hey, oh. Why, guys come on just let me get through the tee up no. for one second you, weren't, you didn't get there fast enough this well, week man, on the shadow report let's go on the shadow report Mike this week I'm assuming we're going to see Stefan Diggs is getting some kind of a look from Sauce Gardner with his mm-hmm. Jets defense is that true yeah so they don't shadow necessarily only shadow twice last year did the Jets one of them is actually read on Stefan Diggs not Sauce Gardner last wow, year was for part of that game I don't think they'll shadow in this game I think they'll play sides uh but the Bills Really struggled against them last year. As good as Stephon Diggs was last season and Josh Allen was, Josh Allen in those two games had 352 passing yards, one touchdown through the air, two interceptions. Stephon Diggs, five catches for 93 yards and three catches for 37 yards in the two games. Gabe Davis was under 40 yards in both games. No touchdowns across any of those four, uh, those two wide receivers in any of the games. So wow. uh, the Jets were dominant last year. Uh, fewest fantasy points of receivers overall to the perimeter. You name it, they shut down that position. It's going to be a tough start, I think, for this Bills offense. You're still starting Stephon Diggs, obviously. No, I'm waiting for the... Do I start George Pickens or Stephon Diggs this week? Well, they play the 49ers as a bad example, but you know what I mean. Someone's going to get cute and ask that question. You'll get that, for sure. You'll start Diggs, uh, and this is is Monday night, so we're not worried about DFS at all. Uh, Gabe Davis, though, no. It's not. I don't think he's a flex option this week. Did you see... I think you were the one that asked me about it. Did you uh, see the recent Manning cast? A little video that they put out. Oh, yeah. trying to so do the, funny. That yeah. was so good. Our buddy DJ Gallo. 
wrote that. So oh, shout out to DJ Gallo who's awesome. doing so many he's, good things there. Yeah, he's a good guy. Love that. All right, let's move on and talk about Calvin Ridley Field. We haven't seen him on a football field in any kind of real way in like a year and a half, almost two years at this point. Yeah, so people are wondering like how high does he climb in your week one rankings? You can because start you him, keep right? talking about how like there's this wide range of outcomes for Calvin Ridley. On the one hand, he's super talented. He plays with a great quarterback and in a pass aggressive offense. On the other hand, if you haven't seen him in multiple seasons and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram are all part of this offense, how much work is there for Calvin Ridley? Well, enough work that I have ranked him as wide receiver 15 for this week, which is in line with where you guys are all at. I think with Calvin Ridley, it's like my calculus is a little bit less scientific than I'm sure Mike's is. It's like, no, like I want the upside of Calvin Ridley in week one. Yep. And if I get burned by this one after four weeks, that sucks. But for now, I am banking on the idea of Calvin Ridley being a rock star in fantasy. Yeah, and I that's what I'm going yeah. with to begin the season. Based on all indications from the offseason, it'll have to take an injury, I think. It looks like yeah. he's, the, he's <laughs> the not the 1A, he's the one. Yep. He's the yep. guy for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, great matchup. I mean, speaking of naming players, name a perimeter corner for the Colts. Hey, yo. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. Kenny, Kenny Moore is going to start. He's Bob good. He's Sanders coming still off there? A, a, He's Bob Sanders <laughs> just <laughs> left recently. Just left yeah. recently. Okay. Uh, Kenny he was Moore mad about how they treated Jonathan Taylor. That's what it was. So that's out. right. Yeah. That actually checks out. Yeah. yeah. They could. They might use him. They might be able to use him this year. But anyway, Kenny Moore will move to inside in uh, in nickel, and yep. then Calvin Ridley we expect to be on the outside with Christian yep. Kirk in the slot. But on the outside, it's going to be a rookie, Julius Brents and Daryl Baker Jr. On the other side, this is a great matchup. Great matchup for Calvin Ridley right out of the gate. Yeah, the Colts waived one of their fifth round cornerbacks, Darius Rush, who ended up with the Chiefs. Who, because the Chiefs were the only who were awarded him on waivers, mm-hmm. it suggests they were the only team to claim him. So yeah. apparently, the league had a different view of him than the fifth round pick would suggest. But interesting, Indy not exactly chock full of cornerback depth right now. No, you no. know, isn't right. Minnesota also not chock full of cornerback depth yeah, right now? They are, and, baby. and they get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Right. We've been talking about them field even yesterday. We talked about them. Can this Bucks wide receiving core be what maybe the Seahawks did last year? We were a little bit lower on them in the draft process, but yep. week one. They look pretty nice for us. They do. And Chris Cobb, I think, is kind of close to where he'll be ranked in a lot of weeks for me. He's wide receiver 17 on my board. The volume for Chris Godwin is certainly going to be the differentiator between he and Mike Evans. Now, am I a little bit not worried, but I'm a little bit mindful of the idea that Chris Godwin will become more the player he was prior to Tom Brady being his quarterback, which was not this like basically souped up slot receiver. He did some stuff down the field. He averaged 15.1 yards per catch as a rookie, more vertical than he was these past couple of seasons. I'm mindful of that, but I still think he's established himself as such a valuable part of any offense in that regard that'll have Goblin ranked ahead of Evans most weeks. But Mike Evans, who we've been talking about is closer to wide receiver 30, cracks the top 20 of wide receivers this week because these Minnesota cornerbacks are terrible, Mike. And yes, they have Brian Flores, but this was the best matchup are close to it last year for opposing wide receivers and quarterbacks. It was an absolute sweet spot. You're right. Top two in catches, yards, and fantasy points allowed to receivers last season, which is bad. bad. So you might think, well, maybe we should clean house a corner. And that's what they did. Their top four corners and snaps last year are all gone off the roster. The problem is they didn't really make a strong effort to replace them. And that's where I get stuck. I uh, love Byron Murphy. Murphy. Yep. He's very underrated corner. He's versatile. He can play in the slot. I, I assume he'll be their nickel corner. We'll see if that's the way it plays out. Uh, Chris Godwin, is he'll play inside. Mike Evans will be on the outside. But other than him, it's going to be a Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth. They were both drafted last year. They both struggled last season. They played combined under 300 snaps. Yeah. Maybe they, well, I mean, they could break out. No doubt about it. They could definitely make a leap in year two. Yeah, Booth's a talented that. player, especially. What's yep. up? 
Booth had some 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 legitimate college talent that suggests you know, but, a second round pick for yeah, a reason. Right? But they didn't do much last year. They're unproven. They're just getting thrown totally. in there. We don't know. Yeah. This is a spot, uh, a potential smash spot for these two uh, Tampa Bay receivers, and that's what we want because there's uncertainty here with the new quarterback and a new scheme. So mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna look different for sure. And we like to see a good matchup, not a tough matchup in week one. I don't always love the sell high after week one conversation for a, like it's one thing if it's like Kevin Ogletree in week one all those years ago for the Cowboys where it's like this will obviously not sustain. Go ahead and sell high. But I wonder, like, if Mike Evans finds the end zone twice on Sunday, I wonder if there will be some of that chatter because the matchup is so juicy for him. Is it going to be that favorable week in and week out? Mm. The answer is probably not. And you're really going to trust Baker Mayfield over the course of a full season to make Mike Evans more of a star than he already has been. You know, it's crazy because we and I know we've said this. We said the same thing last year. Are we we really going to trust Geno Smith to make DK Metcalf more of a star than whatever? And then and then we saw some things happen. All yeah. I'm saying is NFL is a fickle Fickle game. I haven't gotten the script yet. Have you gotten the script? Because I don't know how it plays out. Came in the mail I, earlier today. Came so, in the mail. Oh, okay, we'll it. check it out. I, I came early, so yeah. 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 Break it down yep. tomorrow. Or of course, you guys yes. early. Yep. Do that. Okay. Yeah, I know right. a guy. So, right. so, I'll, of course, I'll, uh, I'm not here tomorrow, but I'll, I'll tune in. Okay. I usually don't when I'm not here. But. Mike uh, Byron Murphy for the support. Jerk was in Arizona, correct? He was. Now he left Byron Murphy. Yes, he was in Arizona. Now in Minnesota, who we just talked about. Yep. So when we talk about Jahan Dotson potentially taking on these Cardinals, obviously we've got the turf toe issue with Terry McLaurin that we're yep. monitoring, and we feel like this is a pretty nice matchup because this secondary is not all that strong. So Murphy's gone. Who do they have left? I cannot guess. Nope. You're doing terrible at this game today. You know this one. Daniel. Marco Wilson doesn't do anything for you? I think John Junior. Spartan maybe. Is that a guy? That's no. Simon Phoenix? Definitely a made-up name. No. We are doing the cousin of what the TN- NBA and TNT crew does, which... Not to ever put ourselves They're the anywhere close. They're, they are the yes. legends. Yes. But I absolutely love the segment where they, it's called Who He Play For. Where <laughs> they just start to name NBA players and Charles Barkley has to guess which team they're on. You did on. this to me earlier this <laughs> love year. love it. Yeah, you're our Charles <laughs> Barkley. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's so great. Uh, it's just an absolutely amazing television segment. And I love those guys. I feel like I'm a part of their family, even though I've literally never met them. There's been a lot of hype about Jahan Dotson, potential second year, but it's yeah. got Sam. he's got Sam Howell under center. We're still trying to figure Captain out what's going Sam on Howell. with... Terry McLaurin for week one. In week one, though, how yeah. are you looking at Jahan Dotson? How about if McLaurin does not play? Let's talk about that. Start there. Yeah, okay. if, he, if he doesn't play, he's a wide receiver, too. Dotson okay. is. If yeah. McLaurin plays, he's more of a wide receiver, three, where we have him ranked. I saw McLaurin in my rankings. We're both in the 33 to 36 range. Yep. I believe that assumes McLaurin plays for all of you. Uh, for now, yes. For now. Yep. So we'll probably move him up to the 20s or mid to late 20s yep. if uh, Terry McLaurin is out. Remember, the final five games last season, Dotson had a 21% or more target share in all five of them, not yeah. an average uh, uh, that or above all five of those games was a top 20 receiver. That was with Terry McLaurin as a top 15 receiver during that same span. So they were both delivering together Dotson in a really good spot. And if McLaurin plays, we expect his targets to be a little bit higher in this game. Can we play one more game? Yeah. Yes. Name a Raiders no, cornerback. Let's go this. baby. Because the next player in our wide receivers conversation is Cortland Sutton. Yeah, they, the Broncos. Actually, they're okay, right? They have Marcus a Peters and Nate Hobbs. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah, that duo. They, they came. They kind of pieced it together uh, with the Marcus Peters signing, but yeah. still, it's not exactly a loaded secondary, Mm-mm. and not exactly a loaded defense in Las Vegas. And I don't know Ed what Rusher the heck is going on with Chandler Jones right now. That was a bizarre situation yesterday that he uh, shared on social media, uh, wishing the best for him, and uh, just bizarre. Um, go read about it on your own if you're if you're not currently aware of what took place, but um, this Las Vegas defense sets up for a good Mm -hmm. spot for the Broncos offense in week one, right? And 
Russell Wilson, a quarterback that I think is higher in our rankings this week than he will be in other weeks. Mm-hmm. Not super duper high, but another higher. Yeah. So yeah. many question marks here, yeah. though. Like, I'm so nervous about all of this. I don't know if I can trust Russell Wilson because I okay. didn't see it last year. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Javante Williams. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Cortland Sutton. And is Marvin Mims a guy that, like, I want to start with knowing that there's no Jerry Judy as a potential number two? There's how just- about this? I'm in on Sutton for this week. Let's leave it there yeah, because too. that's the one thing I can kind of feel, like, pretty comfortable. I've got his wide receiver 25, and Cortland Sutton's a good football player, right? Two years ago, we were talking about this guy as, like, a building block for a really good team no matter where he was between injury and then last year's ineffectiveness of the entire offense, the perception of him has changed a lot. But right now with no Jerry Judy, there's little question, at least in my mind, that he is the alpha, the wide receiver one in this offense and in a good matchup. And even if Russell Wilson never becomes a top five quarterback again, don't we think of reversion back to like, Wider's, you know, average to above average quarterback play is very much Mm -hmm. in the cards. If that happens, then you're going to get yourself a good value in Cortland Sutton, who, because of the timing of the Jerry Judy injury, if you were an early drafter, you might have gotten Sutton in like round, I don't know, 10 this year, 11 early in the process. Yep. So I'm in on Cortland Sutton in a good matchup in week one. Yeah, I'm with you. And last year, two games against the Raiders. He only scored two touchdowns last season. Both against the Raiders? One was against the Raiders. And the other game against the Raiders, he hit 80 yards. So he had two pretty good games against him. But I also came across this last night. I thought this was interesting. Four games last year. Without Jerry Judy, he uh, was out for two. There was one game where he left after one snap, and there was another one where he only played nine snaps. So if we look at those four games, Corlin Sutton was featured with a 29% target share those four games. 37 targets was 18 more than any other player on the Broncos. Had at least seven targets, five catches, 66 yards, and 12 and a half fantasy points. In all those games, Daniel, he was 14th in fantasy points those games. Those were the games Judy didn't play. I think right now we feel like it's unlikely Judy plays in week one. Could be back week two, maybe week three. If he is in play, Sutton feels like a lineup lock to me, especially after what we saw last season. So we've got him as a flex play right now, mm-hmm. considering that. All right, we got a few more rankings, but first, do you guys smell that? Mm, what is it? That's the ah. scent of fresh turf and freshly cracked Dr. Pepper, mm. which can only mean one thing. It's college football season, so block off your Saturdays and swipe a sweet Dr. Pepper from the mini fridge because there's a new season of high kicks, long throws, and Fansville commercial breaks to carry you all the way to the West Coast games. That's right. The fans are back. And this year, things are heating up. We're talking more hot takes, more heartbreak, more layers of face paint. Get ready to drink in all the drama this season with the help of the most delicious college football tradition there is. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Phil Jates, Mike Clay, Daniel Dapp here on Fantasy Focus talking week one rankings. We're diving into some running backs right now. Yes, Phil. I have a quick question for Mike because you just referred to Cortland Sutton as a lineup lock for you. Are you referring to wide receivers inside the top 30 as lineup blocks? Or is this because you're saying this in a 12 team league? Like what makes Sutton as wide receiver 27, a lineup block? Yeah. I think that if you, well, look, if you're in a, yeah, if you're in a 12 team league, that's 24 plus a flex. Yep. And more, we have him in the mid twenties. Okay. Yeah, that would put, so him, put, a, put him in that conversation. Yep. Should be a lot uh, for your flex is kind of yeah, what I mean, we're saying you, there. Yeah. If you went wide receiver have yeah, well, lineup block. Yeah, I'm not, scouts, I'm not disagreeing. Hey, I'm not the that? one that said this. Go after field. Well, Please you, do. Yeah. All right. Actually, but anyway, me, Mike, because, uh, <laughs> I, th- I just kicked you. I think I have a stress fracture. Oh no. Oh, really? Why? I, I don't know. I don't I mean, I, I have untied my shoe because I'm in wow. so much pain right What'd now. You do? My foot. I don't know. I'm not very athletic, so it's not like I've been, you know, like running from through the streets my, of Bristol. My steel foot? Uh-oh. Yeah, it might it might have been. Is this going to uh, be day to day, day to day, or week to week? Right no, now, I think I think I'll play on Sunday, but um, I am no longer a lineup block. All right, well, wow, speaking, interesting. Speaking interesting. of playing on Sunday, I think we are going to see Brees Hall on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Monday, but yes. Well, you're right. Monday night football. Uh, but when we're looking at this backfield, 
We've obviously talked about all draft season. We expect Dalvin Cook to be the guy at the beginning of the year and Brees Hall to kind of come along towards the end of the season. In week one, how are you looking at ranking these two running backs? Having a hard time finding room for Brees Hall in my lineup, Mm -hmm. which is a good way of saying that he might only play like 12 snaps on Monday night. Yeah. But I guarantee he'll turn that into like 225 yards. Two touchdowns. Uh, I just think that the Jets are going to be extremely judicious in a game against a Buffalo defense that we think is good. I think that Dalvin Cook is a better bet to lead this team in total snaps, total carries, maybe target edge actually goes to Michael Carter, believe it or not, who is still a part of this roster. So I've got Dalvin Cook as running back 29. Brees Hall is running back 39. And we were talking early in the show about how there are certain players where you make an investment in them and you just play them because you feel like it's the appropriate, responsible thing to do. I don't think that's where things are right now with Brees Hall early in the season. I think when you drafted him, you did so with a tacit admission that it might be until week three or four where you feel really good about playing him regardless of the matchup. So here's how I have a projected in the game right now. So if you see the projected point total, this is where the numbers come from. 13 carries. This is Dalvin Cook. 13 carries and and three to four targets. Okay. Brees Hall, seven carries, two to three targets. And then a couple touches for Michael Carter. Okay. Wait, what was the, the... Brees Hall projections? Seven carries and two or three targets. Okay, sorry. I, okay. I, yeah. okay. So, so you're right. talking so like 10 touches, give or take. Nine, yeah. 10 touches. Yeah. yeah, and he's very talented. He could turn those into something. Mm-hmm. But doesn't this have... I'm trying to think if I'm misremembering how things went. I, I, so I want people to... Like, we acknowledge that, like, J.K. Dobbins last year, remember he came back mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, he's going to be on a pitch count. He's going to play a limited amount. You're and then when Mike. he came back, he was super ridiculously efficient on that smaller role. Mm-hmm. That stuff does happen, but we're chasing volume plus ability more often than not. We don't question the ability of Brees Hall at all, but the volume could be very questionable. So I'm with Mike. I, again, I am, if I'm playing a Jets running back this week and I have the choice between those two, it is Dalvin Cook. And color me in the side of like, I want the Jets to kind of take it slow with Brees Hall. I drafted him so that he can help me towards the back end of my fantasy playoffs, not for week one and week two. I don't want him to re-aggravate anything here. So what, whatever Jamar Chase was saying about Joe Burrow is the same way that I want the Jets to approach Brees Hall. Yeah, I the think good, the good news is it's hard. Like, you know, because it's an ACL tear, I don't think it's like any sort of aggravation they're worried about. Right. It's probably just like, you know, it's actually other parts of your body. Remember last year, Chris Godwin came back mm-hmm. early from the ACL and then immediately pulled his hammy. Yep. Yeah. So we yep. did see Hall running 21 miles per hour. Notice that on hard knocks, which is a pretty good sign. That was a couple of weeks ago, too. So like hopefully idea, he's up to speed. Like, how fast could you run? Uh, eight miles an hour. I don't know. Like, <laughs> not fast. I make that joke every time that I'm going by like one of those um, like digital uh-huh. speed limits. Well, it's because you're a dad now, Fields. Uh, yes, you didn't make those time, jokes before you were a dad. Every time. And like, to my daughters, as if they have any idea what I'm like talking they, about. <laughs> like I'm like walking them in a wagon <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it registers yeah. like one and I'm like, don't worry, guys. Just be responsible. Don't worry. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Let's talk about the uh, aforementioned J.K. Dobbins. Mike, I got some emotional damage from him last year. Yeah. Are you too. ready for me to start him week one, or are we kind of waiting to see what he looks like in this offense before we're trusting him in our fantasy lineup? Yeah, let's so, assume he plays, right? Yeah. Assuming he plays, which looks good. I have him 22nd in my yeah. rankings. It sounds like he's going to be the lead back right out of the gate. And this is another one of the things, right? You don't want to get too caught up in defense as Houston has made some changes defensively, but... They have been, check this out, fifth or worse in fantasy points to running backs four straight seasons. And mm. the most last year, that's a consistent trend. Four straight years they have struggled. Maybe they get it turned around this year. The personnel's a little bit different. But I, I look at the, the defense, and I don't see a group that I'm too afraid of right now. So yeah. I still think it can be considered at least an above-average matchup. If he gets his 
13 to 15 carries, maybe more if they're leading in this game and two to three targets, he's <clears throat> he's going to be on that RB2 radar. So yeah, if I have Dobbins, I'm going to start him. And by the way, I think this is worth noting is that like J.K. Dobbins, we were discussing where he ranks in terms of like raw talent amongst running backs. I think it's higher than 20th overall, mm-hmm. right? So like you're already baking in like a bit of a reduced upside because of the fact that let's ask the man who does the projections. How many targets do you have him projected for? Uh, I think two Negative to three. Two. Two, yeah. two to Probably, three. I think uh, like an 11% target share, which is low for a, a yeah, lead back. It is, it's, right? it's a concern. Uh, they, you know, they have talked about designing more, well, more passes in general under Todd Monk, and they're going to throw the ball more and getting him involved in the passing game. But it's just Doesn't not a tendency like of, every year. They exactly. say that about JK Dobbins. I agree. And I think they have made a, an effort and then he got hurt. Like yeah. they, they've tried a little bit, but it's still Lamar Jackson. He's, we've talked about this a million times. Guys that can make plays with their legs, a quarterback, don't dump it off that often. They scramble mm-hmm. and that's yeah. going to limit Dobbins in the passing game. Yep. Totally. I'm not starting JK Dobbins this week. Really? Okay. Tell no. me why. You're 27. Yeah, a little lower. I just I don't have the confidence week one to be able to see him. All the stuff that I talked about coming out of the the preseason. He's uh-huh. never had a 20 touch game. He doesn't catch passes. I think there's going to be more verticality in this offense, and I don't think that verticality, verticality is that a word? Totally. I'm, I like it. I'm I don't, on board with the it. law of verticality for our fellow NBA junkies yeah. out there. Yeah, verticality. We I can just make up our own words. I think I got yelled at on Twitter the other day for saying like startable or something like that. It was or. That's, it was something. What's the problem with startable? Maybe, maybe that wasn't it, but it was something like that. Someone said it hmm. wasn't a word, and I was like, I, I like it. You know what? Half the time, it. I think you do. It, it, was it was something words, like that. It, was okay? it wasn't that, but it was. Yeah. I like exactly what I feel like. That's, Take that's that. exactly right. I'll make up my own words. All right, we got I made, one, I one more set stats. of running backs to talk about here. Yeah, DVOA, Adot, Adot. You talking about Devoa? Devoa, yeah, buddy. That's Shout out Aaron Chats, right? All right, Just let's talk up. about Dolphins running backs. We're not going to have Jeff Wilson for the first four games of the season field as he is on IR. That yeah. gave some credence to maybe grabbing Raheem Mostert for in your fantasy drafts in case you needed someone for the first couple of weeks. And now here we are, week one. Are you having Raheem Mostert ranked as a potential RB2 or flex play this Yeah, week. he sure is for me. I've got him as RB23, and it's go. not just... So let's just talk about a couple of factors in play here. Jeff Wilson Jr., a guarantee not to play. Yep. The team waived Miles Gaskin. The team still has Saban Ahmed and also Devon A-Chain. Mm-hmm. A-Chain avoided a serious injury, but it does sound like there is at least a chance he's unavailable. He's certainly not going to be 100%. This is a good matchup. Now, it's, your Mike has just reminded us on a couple of different occasions... One year to the next does not always mean the same thing takes place. But what has been an Achilles heel for the, the Chargers mm-hmm. over the past, I don't know, it feels, like, it feels like at least two to three years. The run defense, right? It's been really, really poor. And Miami, I think, will be able to run the football effectively. Last year when they played, it was the first time that it felt like Tua was kind of solved as a passer. The Chargers feel confident in their ability to neutralize this Miami passing game. Multiply that by the fact that, again, there is not anybody else who seems like a steady bet to steal 12 or 14 carries from Raheem Mostert. Limiting factor is that despite the optimism, I don't see like a 30 touch game for Raheem Mostert, right? right? And we don't know how involved he'll be in the passing game because they have two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But if you get somewhere between 18 and 20 touches, a totally justifiable start as your RB2. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'll add two things kind of in support of what you just said, which is the Chargers defense, second most rushing yards led to running backs, both of the Brandon Staley seasons. Yep. He's back. It's the same scheme. And they did not address the interior defense line. It's the same group as last year. Same group. Uh, Eric Kendricks was an addition at linebacker. Maybe that helps. He's a good run defender, but it's I don't think it's going to move the needle substantially. 
On the other hand, however, as good as Raheem Mostert has been as a rusher throughout his career, remember, before Jeff Wilson was acquired last season, he was playing a lot of snaps. Yeah. He was there clearly back. He was 27th in fantasy points at running back, even with that big role. And probably part of the reason why they went out and acquired uh, a better running mate for him. Chase Edmonds, he moved on from, they brought in Jeff Wilson and Wilson immediately became essentially the one a uh, in that offense. So I'm not quite as I'm a little lower. I think he's a borderline flex option. Certainly upgraded him though with Jeff Wilson on IR. I like Raheem Mostert this week. If you're looking for somebody, especially, and I said this during draft season, if you went out and drafted a guy like Alvin Kamara, perfect running back that you had an opportunity now to grab really late low draft investment that you could start mm-hmm. in one of your first couple of weeks. If you need that, that's really our week one rankings conversation, guys. We're going to have so many more things to talk about. Obviously we've got a football game tomorrow. So we're going to dive into what? that as well. Football. Some more information, but like this was a ton of fun. I can't believe in all honesty that we've got football. Like I've been waiting. It feels like I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's actually here tomorrow. It almost doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. You guys want to come over and watch the game? Sure. Yeah. Yes, you're not going to come over and watch the feel. Are you going to bring the whole family? Don't uh, tell me uh, yes. No. Uh, yeah, fine. Well, why not? The All kids right. go to bed at 1130 these days anyway. Who cares, right? You live far away. You're too far <laughs> away. I'm not coming. I do live right? like on Some the other side. You live in like Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. That's not fair. You used to basically live in Rhode Island. No, I used to live in Massachusetts, which was, I guess, basically. Basically. Right? You moved closer. Basically. Yeah, yeah you smart. did. Yeah. That's true. All right. um, if anybody has crutches, I can borrow because I'm concerned about getting out of this studio. Right oh, yeah. no, yeah, we're so going to have to do that. that. Dude, right dude uh, I can be like um, Byron Leftwich, your Marshall yeah, let's boy, go. right? You guys can be yeah. my offensive yeah. lineman. I'll yeah. will us to victory. The we second to... best quarterback ever for Marshall. Wow. Behind. Okay. Disrespect. Chad. Yeah. V. Pennington. Chad Pennington. One of them was a first-round pick. One of them was not. Wow. Uh, hey. Hey. Hey, Pat, don't disrespect Chad Pennington. When okay. you're done with this show, check out the Squirrel Report on the what? NFL and ESPN YouTube page. we got a new one coming out later this yes. week. It's going to be a ton of fun. That's going to do it for today. We're going to break down a Thursday night preview tomorrow between the Lions and Chiefs with a bunch more fun stuff for you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. You have earned it. We can't wait to see you tomorrow. One more day until football. Football! Anything, Mike? Nope. Oh you are electric, huh? I'm, just, I'm in the zone already. It's time to blanket. He's a NASCAR guy with a base to try. A Langford fan for life. Charges are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks, touchdown regression and weekly stats. But if your team falls flat, he's the one to blame. He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case. With projection.